0: JUST
1: because. BECAUSE Hey everyone, how's it going? I'm Dizzy, I'm your host, I'm here with Sam and Steven, this is Just Because, episode 5, I think, I don't remember.
2: How's it going, guys?
0: I'm, I'm doing you, guys. spooktacular! That
2: was cringe, how you doing, Steven? <laughs>
3: Um... absolutely... ghastly. <laughs>
0: you fuck- stop. That was terrible.
1: Like gears wasn't? No!
2: <laughs> I like, physically recoiled. <laughs> like you would when you touch a snail's eye and it just kind of shrivels back down. That's what I- that's what I, that's what I did.
0: That was David's yeah, body. That, it was your penis.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, I'm the one doing it. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't...
3: Should we have Sam saying "penis" in the beginning of this?
0: Yes. <laughs> it's not a bet. Bad... <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> no. I... At least it wasn't dick. Yeah. Okay. We need to restart the intro. It's just bullshit now. This is
2: fight. This is fight. This is fight. Today we're gonna be reading scary stories to tell in the dark. I love that book. You guys like that book?
1: I've never read it, because I can't read. Stupid. You like the book, Steven?
3: I I haven't read it all the way through either.
2: Understandable. I read the third book. The third I read most of the third book. I don't remember the third book a lot, because the last time I read it was in, like, fourth grade. But it gave me nightmares.
3: And. As a pale woman. And we hope to give you nightmares tonight. On the 31st Halloween
0: yeah <laughs> well that's when this episode is supposed to be coming out I guess
2: yeah it's supposed to be I'll have it scheduled it'll be epic I won't have to physically do it myself it'll just happen we'll all forget
1: about it until then uh uh-uh. this'll all be like a fever dream
2: know what I'm saying yeah that's saying.
3: that's
0: cringe cringe yo mama
3: white wolf. The timber wolves around the French Creek had gotten out of hand. There were so many wolves the farmers could not stop them from killing their cattle and sheep, so the state put a bounty on them. It would pay $110 for every wolf pelt he turned in. A butcher in town named Bill Williams thought that was pretty good money. He stopped working as a butcher and started killing wolves. He was good at it. Every year he killed over 500 of them. That came to more than $5,000. It was quite a bit of money in those days. After four or five years, Bill had killed so many wolves, there were hardly any left in the area. So he retired and he vowed never to harm another wolf because wolves had made him rich. Then one day, a farmer reported that a white wolf had killed two of his sheep. He had shot it and hit it, but the bullets didn't have any effect. Soon that wolf was seen all over the countryside, killing and running but nobody could stop it. One night, it came into Bill's yard and killed his pet cow. Bill forgot about his decision never to harm another wolf. He went to town the next morning and bought a young lamb for bait. He took it out into the hills and tied it to a tree. Then he backed off about 50 yards and sat under another tree. With his gun in his, hand, in his lap, he waited. When Bill didn't come back, his friends started looking for him. Finally, they found the lamb. It was still tied to a tree. It was hungry, but it was alive. Then they found Bill. He was still sitting against the other tree, but he was dead. His throat had been torn open, but there was no sign of a struggle. His gun hadn't been fired, and there are no tracks in the soil around him. As for the white wolf, it was never seen again.
1: Ooh. That's it. <laughs> that's epic that was pretty short
3: yeah it was literally just
1: two pages
2: I forget the pages are like they're like whole pages but the words on them are like yeah. a paragraph or two
3: yeah the words are pretty big so it's not that hard so how do you guys rate that was that good
2: I give it a good 7.5 out of 10
3: yeah Uh who just drunk what I did.
0: <laughs> Die. What?
3: <laughs> I st- I stammered a little bit because my throat was a little dry.
0: Stammered. Yeah, where
3: you're like. <laughs> <laughs> but that story was kind of mid, so whatever. Yeah, it was.
2: Like, it was. Like, it was good. It was good. I didn't get jumped though.
3: Yeah, I was kind of considering just screaming at you guys in the end.
0: I didn't. I'm not gonna scream because my brother's asleep in the other room. My
3: parents are asleep in the
0: other room. It'll be fun. I've literally screamed.
3: No one's in my
2: house. I don't
0: know why I'm worried about screaming right now.
2: Yeah, you were just howling a bit ago. Little black dog. Billy Mansfield said that a little black dog followed him wherever he went. But he was the only one who saw it. So people thought he was kind of crazy. Drive the dog away. Always hollering at it, throwing rocks at it. But the dog always came back first time Billy saw that dog was the day he fought Silas Burton. Billy was just a young man then, but the Burtons and Billy's family had been feuding for years. When Billy saw Silas riding toward him, he went for his gun and Burton went for his. But Billy fired first. He hit Burton in the back, knocking him from his horse. Burton's horse ran off and his gun fell where he couldn't reach it. He lay there on the ground, pleading with Billy not to kill him, but Billy killed him anyway. Burton's little black dog was with him when he was shot. The dog kept licking Burton's face and barking and snarling at Billy. In his anger, Billy killed the dog too. There wasn't much law enforcement in those days, so Billy wasn't arrested. Well, all that night, he heard Burton's dog outside his cabin, scratching on his door and barking to be let in. I'm imagining this, Billy said to himself. I shot that dog. It's dead. But the next morning, Billy saw the dog. It was waiting for him outside. From then on there was not a day when he didn't see it and there wasn't a night when he didn't hear it scratching on his door barking to be let in. From then on Billy was always finding black dog hairs on the sofa, on the floor, in his bed, even in his food. And the house in the yard stank of dog. That's what Billy said. Whenever somebody told him there wasn't any dog to see, he'd say, maybe you don't see it, but I do. And I'm not any crazier than you are. Things went on like that for many years. Then one morning in the middle of the winter, the neighbors didn't see any smoke coming out of Billy's chimney. When they went over to check, Billy wasn't there. A day or so later, they found his body lying in the snow on a field back of his cabin. Billy had plenty of enemies, and at first it seemed like somebody might have killed him. But there wasn't a mark on his body, and there weren't any footprints out there, except for Billy's. The doctor said Billy probably died of old age, but there was something odd about his death. When the neighbors found Billy, there were black dog hairs on his clothes, there were even a few on his face. It smelled like dog had been out there, yet no one had seen a dog
0: anywhere. I spooky.
3: That was pretty good. Even like even with the go- uh, kind of goofy southerner voice.
0: When you when you first did that voice, I almost squealed. I'm not gonna care.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was about to be like this is gonna be retarded, but then it played off well.
0: Yeah, it did. It really did. Now, time for the funny rat story.
1: <laughs> you want to read your rat story?
0: Yeah. Sam's new pit by LL Silence, nerds. Okay. Uh, Sam stayed with his grandmother when his pit. Pen... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, I'm just. I'm gonna just start reading, but. Oh my God! Sam stayed with his grandmother when his parents went to Mexico for the for their vacation. We're going to bring (laughs) back. I can't! All right, Jesus Christ! That's funny. Imagine bringing your son back a rat from Mexico. I don't know why the word rat is so funny. <laughs> this picture is horrifying.
2: Read the story.
0: Alright. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Alright. uh. <coughs> S- Sam stayed with his grandmother when his parents went to Mexico for their vacation <laughs> we were we are going to bring you back something nice his mother told him it will be a surprise before they came home Sam's parents looked for something Sam would like all they could find was a beautiful sombrero It's cost it cost too much said the dad. but uh, that afternoon while they were eating their lunch in the park they decided to buy some barrow anyway sam's father threw what was left of the sandwich to some stray dogs and they walked back to the marketplace one of the animals followed them it was a small gray creature with short hair long legs and a long tail sounds like a rat to me <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> wherever they went it went isn't it cute Sam's mother said he must be one of those short haired ha- what the f- <laughs> he must be one of he must be one of those Mexican hairless dogs <laughs> Sam would love him <laughs> he's probably someone somebody's pet Sam's father said they asked several people If they knew its owner. But no one did. They just smiled and shrugged their shoulders. All those Mexicans are thinking, what the fuck are these dudes talking about? It's just a rat. (laughs) Clearly a rat, right? It's just a big rat. Yeah, basically. (laughs) What's going on? Um, Finally, Sam's mother said, maybe he's just a straight. Let's take him home with us. We can give him a good home and Sam would love him. It is against the law to take a pet cross the border. But Sam's parents hit the animal in a box and no one saw it. What the f- Hot dogs, did? Okay. When they got home, they would show it to Sam. He's a pretty small dog, Sam said. He's a Mexican dog, his father said. (laughs) I'm not sure what kind. I think it's called a Mexican hairless. It's a fucking rat. (laughs) We'll find out. But he's nice, isn't he? They gave the new pet dog some food. (laughs) Then they washed it and brushed it and combed its fur. That night it slept on Sam's bed. When Sam awakened the next morning, his pet was still there. Mother, he called. The dog was cold. The animal's eyes were run run were running. The fuck was the what does that mean? The animal's eyes were running. You Oh, okay, I'm sped. I'm sorry folks. (laughs) and there was something around its mouth later that morning Sam's mother took it to the veterinarian where did you get it? the vet asked in Mexico she said we think he's a Mexican hairless clearly a fucking rat (laughs) I was going to ask you about that he's not a hairless the vet said he's not even a dog He's a fucking sewer rat and it has rabies, she said. The mother gasped. What? The next morning she found Sam convulsing on his bed. He said swiggity swooty. The rape the, the rabies rat bit my ass. <laughs> the end. <laughs>
3: I could have said booty but okay <laughs> <laughs> I said that I ate my booty Sam, do we just hear the backstory of Rufus?
0: No. no no
3: Canonically that is how Rufus Rufus came to be. How come Sam's segment was
2: the
0: shit show <laughs> It was funny though.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking that. I'm keeping that in.
0: Dude, I literally,
3: (laughs) I had to stifle my laughter every time you said Sam and Rat because all I can imagine (laughs) is you and Rufus, dude. That's all I can imagine.
0: I heard some little peeps when I was reading. I tried to hold myself together. (laughs) Ew, it's so funny. Rat, oh, you're (laughs) like, (laughs) ew.
3: A wealthy man wanted to go hunting in a part of the North, northern Canada where few people had ever hunted. He traveled to a trading post and tried to find a guide to take him, but no one would do it. It was too dangerous, they said. Finally, he found an Indian who needed money badly and agreed to take him. The Indian's name was DeFago. <laughs>
0: No, it was not.
3: It's it's (laughs) (laughs) D-E-F-A-G-O.
0: Oh, sorry.
3: (laughs) They made camp in the snow near a large frozen lake. For three days they hunted, but they had nothing to show for it. The third night, a windstorm came up. They lay in their tent listening to the wind howling and the trees whipping back and forth. To see the storm better, the hunter opened the the tent flap. What he saw startled him. There wasn't a breath of air stirring, and the trees were standing perfectly still. Yet he could hear the wind howling. And the the more he listened, the more it sounded as if it were calling to fire. (laughs) (laughs) The D Man's name. Oh my god, dude. The story says, Defago! They called. <laughs> Defago! I must be losing my mind, the hunter thought. But Defago had gone out of his sleeping bag. He was huddled in a corner of the tent, his head buried in his arms. What's this all about? The hunter asked. It's nothing, Defago said. But the wind continued to call him. And Defago became more tense and more restless. Defago, it called. Defago! Suddenly, he jumped to his feet, and he began to run from the tent. But the hunter grabbed him and wrestled him to the ground. "You can't leave me here!" the hunter shouted. Then the wind called again, and Defago broke loose and ran to the darkness. The hunter could hear him screaming as he went. Again and again, he cried. Oh, my fiery feet, my burning feet of fire. <laughs> then his voice faded away, and the wind died down. At daybreak, the hunter followed Defago's track, set in the snow. They went through the woods, down towards the lake, and then out into the ice. But soon he noticed something strange. The steps Defago had taken had gotten longer and longer. They were so long, no human being could have taken them. It was as if something had helped him to hurry away. The hunter followed the tracks out, to the middle of the, the lake but they disappeared at first he thought th- that defago had fallen through the ice but there wasn't any hole then he thought that something had pulled him off the ice into the sky but that made no sense as he stood wondering what had happened the wind picked up again soon was howling as if it had the night before then he heard defago's voice it was coming from up above and again he heard defago screaming My fiery feet! My burning feet! But there is nothing to be seen. Now the hunter wanted to leave the place as fast as he could. He went back to camp and packed. Then he left some food for Defago and started out. Weeks later, he reached civilization. The following year, he went back to hunt in that area again. He went to the same training post to look for a guide. The people there could not explain what happened to Defago that night. but They had not seen him since then maybe it was the windigo. one of them said and he laughed it's supposed to come with the wind it drags you along at a great speed until your feet are burned away and more of you than that then it carries you into the sky and it drops you it's just a crazy story but that's what some of the indians say a few days later the hunter was at the trading post again an indian came in and sat by the fire he had a blanket wrapped around him and he wore his hat so that you couldn't see his face the hunter thought there was something that, that was familiar about him. He walked over and asked, Are you Defago? The Indian didn't answer. Do you know anything about him? No answer. He began to wonder if something was wrong. If the man needed help but he couldn't see his face. Are you alright? He asked. No answer. To get a look at him, he lifted the Indian's hat. Then he screamed. There was nothing under the hat but a pile of ashes. Benito
0: Bro, I can't. His name. If you if you kept on saying Defago, I would have lost it. <laughs> I'm glad said Defago or some whatever you said, I would have lost it. I swear. Literally,
3: <laughs> I saw the word Indian and that connected to Fago and so I couldn't like.
0: <laughs> I like almost laughed. Yeah, I would. I would scream. <laughs>
3: His name. Why did they name him that? They could have named them something stereotypical like Lightning Eagle or something.
0: I don't know. <laughs> light, yeah, don't is- they don't, like name them off the first things they see or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's so you good.
2: The first thing you see is your mom's tits, so they
3: call you. No! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what do you
3: guys rate that?
2: I give that. Uh, I gave that about
3: 7.9. Better than the last me? one?
2: Better than last one. Like the last one. That's pretty good. That's pretty
3: good.
2: I like the better. Um, Defargo needs to get a name change.
3: <laughs> yeah, legit. <laughs> I can't. I, I almost lost it so many times.
1: Defargo! Why are they screaming?
2: Defargo!
0: What's up with the, the ashes? I just don't understand.
2: He died because he was burnt because while they were dragging him away, he was set on fire because they were pulling him away at great speed.
0: Yeah. How does a Wendigo set you on fire? By pulling you
2: super fast.
3: Friction, dude.
0: But it's cold outside. (laughs) But there's friction. The Wolf
2: Girl. Travel northwest into the desert from Del Rio, Texas, and eventually you will come to Devil's River. In the 1830s, a trapper named John Dent and his wife, Molly, settled where Dry Creek runs into Devil's River. Dent was after Beaver, which were plentiful there. He and Molly built a cabin from a brush, and near it, they put up an arbor to give them shade. Molly Dent became pregnant. She was ready to have their child. John Dent raced on horseback to the nearest neighbor several miles away. My wife is having a baby, he said to the man and his wife. Can you help us? They agreed to come at once. As they got ready to leave, a violent storm came up and a bolt of lightning struck and killed John Dent. Bruh. The man and his wife managed to find his cabin but did not arrive until the next day. By then... Molly Dent was dead too, it looked as she had given birth before she died, but the neighbors could not find the baby. Since there was wolf tracks all around, they decided the wolves had eaten it. They buried Molly Dent and left. A number of years after she died, people began to tell a strange tale. Some swore it was a true story, others said it never, happened. It never could have happened. The story begins in a small settlement a dozen miles from Molly Dent's grave. Early one morning, a pack of wolves raced in from the desert and killed some goats. Such attacks were not unusual in those days, but a boy thought he saw a naked young girl with long blonde hair running with the wolves. A year or two later, a woman came upon some wolves eating a goat they had just killed. Eating the goat with them, she claimed, was a naked young girl with long blonde hair. When the wolves and the girl saw her, they fled. The woman said that at first, the girl ran on all fours. Then she stood and ran like a human. Swiftly as the wolves, people started wondering if this wolf girl was Molly Dent's daughter. Had her mother wolf carried her off the day she was born and raised her with her pups? If so, by now she would be 10 or 11 years old. As the story is told, some men begin to look for the girl. They searched along the riverbanks and in the desert and its canyons. And one day, it is said, they found her, walking in a canyon with a wolf at her side. When the wolf ran off, the girl hid in an opening in one of the canyon walls. When the men tried to capture her, she fought back, biting and scratching like an enraged animal. When they finally subdued her, she began screaming like a frightened young girl and howling like a frightened young wolf. Her captors bounded her with rope, put her across a horse, and took her to a small ranch house in the desert. They would Ram turn ranch. over to the sheriff the next day, they decided. They, pla- <laughs> they placed her in an empty room and untied her. terror stricken she hid in the shadows. They left her in the locked door. Soon, she was screaming and howling again. The men thought they would go mad listening to her, but at last, she stopped. When night fell, wolves began howling in the distance. People say that each time they stopped, the girl howled in reply. As the story goes, the cries of wolves came from every direction and got closer and closer. Suddenly, as if a signal had been given, wolves attacked the horses and other livestock. The men rushed into the darkness, firing their guns. High opened the wall in the room where they left the girl was a small window. A plank was nailed across the- she pulled the plank off, crawled through the window, and disappeared. Years with no word of the girl, that one day some men on horseback came around a bend in Rio Grande, not far from the Devil's River. They claimed they saw a young woman with long blonde hair, feeding two wolf pups. When she saw the men, she snatched up the pups and ran into the brush. They rode after her, but she quickly left them behind. They searched and searched, but found no trace of her. This is the last we know of the wolf girl. And it is there in the desert, in the Rio Grande, that this story ends. Pog? She had puppies with another wolf?
0: No, you idiot. She killed the puppies, right? No. No. She, she, she carried them off to get them away. She oh. was
2: feeding two wolf pups.
3: Feeding
0: Two Literally, wolf pups. everything so far has been like... She, it did not say nursing. Feeding. Feeding. It did not say nurse.
2: Then do you know how you feed evil wolf pup? You give them food?
0: You give it me. But these are puppies. Like, baby puppies. Puppies can... You don't... They didn't say what age they were there in. Newborns. puppies. They obviously can be out without their mother.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was the mother. Why would she carry them
0: that's very gross.
2: I'm pretty sure she was the mother, that's implied.
0: No, it's not implied. I'm pretty sure that's
2: implied that it's the mother. She's
0: probably just looking after one of the freaking wolf wolf mother's pups.
2: Why would they do that?
0: Why would... I'm not.
2: She had puppies with a wolf, dude.
0: Hey, let's go back to when they took in a ram ranch. Or that it. hog uh shit when Arthur and Anne were in high school they fell in love they were both big fat and jolly and seemed suited to one another but uh as sometimes happens things didn't work out Arthur moved away and married someone else and Anne didn't marry anymore and not too many years later She got sick and died. Some said it was from a broken heart. One day, Arthur was driving to a small town not far from where he and Anne grew up. Soon he realized that a hog was following him. No matter how fast Arthur drove, the hog stayed right behind him. After a time, he looked back. There was the hog. It began to irritate him. Finally, he couldn't stand it any longer. He stopped his car, and wrapped and wrapped the hog on its snout, good and hard. Get out of here, you fat, dirty thing! He shouted. Uh, to uh, to his astonishment, the pig spoke to him and it was Anne's voice that he heard from it it's her ghost he thought she's come back as a hog <laughs> i was doing no harm to you albert the hogs <laughs> <laughs>
3: The that Albert voice impression?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to make that joke. <laughs> uh, 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 I'll redo that. <laughs> I was doing no harm, Arthur. The pig said. I was just on a brisk walk enjoying myself. How could you strike me with your big hands after all we met one another? With that she turned up, she turned and trotted away like a jolly swine. Oh I could not resist. I had to make that joke.
3: Wait, that was the whole story? That
0: was the whole story? Yeah. yeah. She's like, like
3: Leave me alone, Albert, and
1: leave. <laughs> I was expecting the voice And it still caught me off guard
3: It wasn't even the beginning of the voice It was just the Albert
0: I (laughs) was doing (laughs) no harm Albert I was doing no harm Albert (laughs) that
3: sounds like something in the show. It does.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. I died. <laughs> I'm dead. Boom. <laughs> oh my she god He really
2: came back as a pig to say, Leave me alone and dip.
0: <laughs> I was doing no harm, Albert.
3: Just he wasn't even be... doing anything. <laughs> He was like, well, my ex wife dead. Mm. <laughs> Leave me alone, Albert. <laughs> I was, you dead. <laughs> the Babysitter It was 9 o'clock in the evening. Everyone was sitting on the couch in front of the TV. There were Richard, Brian, Jenny, and Doreen, the Babysitter. The telephone rang. Maybe it's your mother. Said Doreen. She picked up the phone. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) What (laughs) was that? It just sounded like a fly going meow. (laughs) <laughs> I,
0: was, I, I was trying to call it in my life, but I screamed a little.
3: <laughs> oh, God, I gotta start over. I literally, I, st- I tried so hard. I tried so hard.
0: That. Oh, my God, dude. New. <laughs> 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 Do
3: you guys so like
0: my serious. my oh. British accent, guys? Pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool. Thank you. I
3: was gonna <laughs> laugh, too, when you did that. <laughs> the door... The, the British voice for Doreen, dude? Maybe it's your mother.
0: <laughs> he reminded me of Zach.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <clears throat> Let me get to Wawa, and I'll start at four minutes. You almost made me choke on water, Sam. Please stop.
0: <laughs> uh, what what minute mark? Four. Okay.
3: <coughs> mm-hmm. oh, do have- mm-hmm. I need a burp. Hold up.
0: Why this nigga chin so long? I am in mark <laughs> gonna burn Dude dude, dude I have to send y'all a picture of this This is so ridiculous Send it after the podcast please. I will I'll send it I'll send it after dude But this is so funny This is a Halloween special Of Fat Albert <laughs> Who is this? Boo
1: Leave me alone
0: Albert <laughs> Call his name <laughs> Hey, who wants to play? Oh, why is Fat Albert so awkwardly funny?
3: (laughs) This kid has autism.
2: Five minutes, five minutes, shut the fuck up. (sighs) Okay.
3: The babysitter. It was nine o'clock in the evening. Everyone was sitting on the couch in front of the TV. There were Richard, Brian, Jenny, and Doreen, the babysitter. The telephone rang.
1: Maybe it's your mother,
3: said Doreen. She picked up the phone. Before she could say a word, a man laughed hysterically and hung up. Who was it? asked Richard. Some nut, said Doreen. What did I miss? At 9.30, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. It was the man who had called before. I'll be there soon, he said, and he laughed and hung up. (laughs) Hung up. Who was it? The children asked. Some crazy person, she said. About ten o'clock, the telephone rang again. Jenny got to it first. Hello? She said. It was the same man. One more hour, he said, and he laughed and hung up. He said one more hour. "'What did he mean?' asked Jenny. "'Don't worry,' said Doreen. "'It's somebody fooling around.' "'I'm scared,' said Jenny. <laughs> About 10.30, the telephone rang again. Rang again once more. When Doreen paced up, the man said, "'Pretty soon now,' and he laughed. "'Why are you doing this?' Doreen screamed and he hung up. "'Was it that guy again?' asked Brian. Yes, said Doreen. I'm going to call the operator and complain. The operator told her to call back if it happened again, and she would try to trace the call. At 11 o'clock, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. Very soon now, the man said, and he laughed and hung up. Doreen called the operator. Almost at once, she called back. That person is calling from a telephone upstairs, she said. You better leave or get the police. Just then, a door upstairs opened. A man they had never seen before started down the stairs toward them. As they ran away from the house, he was smiling in a very strange way. A few minutes later, the police found him there and arrested him.
0: That was pretty. That was actually the one of the scariest ones so far. <laughs> that was
3: really good.
0: That was pretty good. Yeah.
3: The, uh, the story or the, <laughs> the retarded scream?
0: Both. Both. It's pretty good. It's I like it
3: <laughs> I know. Even though it's goofy British voices, the story itself is actually kind of funny. Not funny. <laughs> scary. Yeah. Like just a guy being. Yeah. The voices added. Yeah. It's stupid
1: British oh, that's people. So disturbing.
2: I was actually able to imagine it in my head and that's what made it scary.
3: Like a big tooth British one, being like, Who is this? Please.
2: I imagined it like the Harry Poppins
1: house.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But then he got a freaking, like, strange man upstairs like,
1: I'm coming. I'm gonna give you
3: I a kiss. Mean, the way
2: I imagined the man was, like, uh, how an NBA character looks before you unlock him where he's just all black <laughs> with, like, <laughs> A big, like a very big, visible grin. Oh, uh,
3: yeah, th- yeah. Th- you yeah, know, th- yeah, I was imagining Jason Statham, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was imagining a shadow figure. That makes sense, though. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> wait,
1: did, did the book say the scream, or was that just you?
3: No, I just did that because it was kind of awkwardly quiet. because <laughs> uh, like I was confused. Like, wait, he was arrested. What? What is this thing? I know there is no point, I just wanted to.
2: It's funny. To, that, that's the best story so far, nine out, of, 9 out of 10, would listen to again. The Dream. Lucy Morgan was an artist. She had spent a week painting in a small country town and decided that the next day she would move on. She would go to a village called Kingston, but that night Lucy Morgan had a strange dream. She dreamed that she was walking up a dark carved staircase and entered a bedroom. It was an ordinary room except for two things. The carpet was made up of large squares that looked like trap doors and each of the windows was fastened shut with big nails that stuck up out of the wood. In her dream, Lucy Morgan went to sleep in that bedroom. During the night a pale woman with a pale face and black eyes and long hair came into the room. She leaned over the bed and whispered The sleep face. When the woman touched her arm to hurry her along, Lucy Morgan awakened from her dream with a shriek. She lay awake the rest of the night trembling. In the morning, she told her landlady that she had decided not to go to Kingston after all. I can't tell you why, she said. But I just can't bring myself to go there. <laughs> all right, I'm going to Dorset, the landlady said. That's a part of town, and it isn't too far. So Lucy Morgan went to Dorset. Someone told her she could find a room in a house at the top of the hill. It was a pleasant-looking house, and the landlady there, a plump, motherly woman, was as nice as could be. Let's look at that room, she said. I think we'll like it. (laughs) They walked up a dark-carved staircase like the one in Lucy's dream. In these old houses, the staircases are all the same, Lucy thought. But then the landlady opened the door to the bedroom. It was the room in her dream. With the same carpet that looked like trap doors and the same windows fastened with big nails. This is just a coincidence, Lucy told herself. How do you like it? The landlady asked. I'm not sure, she said. Well, take your time, landlady said. I'll bring him some tea while you think about it. Lucy sat on the bed, staring at the trap doors and the big nails. Soon there was a knock on the door. It's the landlady with the tea. She thought, but it wasn't the landlady. It was the woman with the pale face and the black eyes and the long black hair. Lucy Morgan grabbed her things and fled.
0: I... Oh, God, I'd run like a monkey, too. (laughs) So
3: what was the voice for the freaking pale lady? I couldn't understand. It was scary, but I couldn't understand what she said.
0: I was You talking about the maid or no, whatever?
3: In the, in... I
2: tried. I tried to do a black woman voice for the landlady. the next house. Sounds...
0: Sounded like. Oh, okay. So now, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the monster for the pale yeah. lady. I was. That was it. That was it. Oh, wow. Okay.
2: This is an evil place. Flee while you can," <laughs> said the pale woman.
0: Ah. Oh.
2: She's the, She's the one who looks so she, evil, though. She, she is still the embodiment of my nightmares. So she was warning. Yeah, him. it is
0: pretty creepy. I mean, I don't her, like it.
2: Think about it. Yeah, she was. She was like, Hey, you be way to come here, doggy.
0: That's probably why she looks like that, because something happened to her.
3: Dang, so she wasn't a bad lady got, at all. She
2: was allergic. She was allergic to a scorpion. And the scorpion bit her. And she got she bloated. Swallowed a bee, dude
0: i don't subscribe
2: what i said she swallowed a bee dude she swallowed she swallowed multiple bees why do you think she's super bloated? straight up ate a beehive
0: the girl was late getting home for supper so she took a shortcut through the cemetery but oh, always made her nervous. When she saw another girl ahead of her, she hurried to catch up. Do you mind if I walk with you? She asked. Walking through the cemetery at night scares me. I know what you mean, the other girl said. I used to feel that way myself when I was alive. There are all sorts of things that scare us. The dead scare us. For one, for one day we will be dead like they are. The dark scares us, for we don't know what is awaiting in the dark. At night, the sound of leaves rustling or branches groaning, or someone whispering makes us uneasy. So do footsteps coming closer. So do strange figures we think we can see in the shadows. A human maybe? Or a big animal? Or maybe something horrible. Waiting to pop out at us. People call these creatures wait. People call these creatures we think we see boom in. We imagine them, they say. We now and then but wait what the fuck why is it okay well i'm still i'm gonna keep going but now and then a boom in turns out to be real queer happenings scare us what the fuck why is it <laughs> i hate these old timey words it just really pisses me off uh queer happenings scare us too we hear of a boy or a girl who was raised by an animal a human being like us who yelp and howls and runs on all fours. The thought of it makes our flesh crawl. We hear of insects that make their nest in people's bodies or of a nightmare that comes true and we shudder. If such things really do happen, then they would they, then they could happen to us. It is from such fears, it is it is from such fears that scary stories grow. This is the third book of such stories I've collected. I learned some of them from people I met. I found other tales that had been written down in folklore archives and in libraries. As we always do with tales we learn. I have told them in my own way. Some stories in this book have been told only in recent times, but others have been told of our folklore for as long as we know. As one person told another, the details may have changed, but the story itself has not. For what once frightened people still frightens them. I thought at first that one of the stories I found was a modern story. It is the one I call the bus stop. Wait, what the fuck? Is this just the author? Dude, you just, <laughs> you just read the intro to the book. Ah! Why is it called the boom in? Are you kidding me? are you kidding me I was, i'm over here listening reading this like a dumbass and you don't say anything i'm clearly over reading what is wrong with me why is it it says that's a that's a story what it's just the author i am going to kill myself no. I don't even know if you're allowed to say that. I guess I'll read
3: Harold. <laughs> Wait, I think that was, that was good. That's so funny. Like, everyone's like, Oh man, what's, I wonder what the story's gonna be. And then it's just Sam reading the intro. <laughs>
0: I'm so dumb. I, That's so I stupid. like that. That's good.
2: I'm gonna
0: keep some of that in. Yeah, you should. That'd that be funny. I'm such a stupid dumbass. Dude, Harold is so long. Don't read Harold, then read something shorter. I'm not. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm looking for something. He's... <laughs> disturbing. Disturbing. <laughs> I don't like the way they look. They're very uncanny. That's why they're
1: scary. Whoa, he said
0: uncanny. That's a big boy word.
3: Uncanny, a, okay.
0: a valley.
1: You remember that game, David? Oh yeah.
3: Read. Oh, uh, um, uh, Sam, read the red spot. It's about pimple
0: How about just delicious? Just because.
1: What
3: it's about delicious. the big toe? <laughs> that's that. That's the first
0: <laughs> book. Oh, or story. George Floyd Love
3: oh, We can't keep that in.
0: <laughs> His name is George Flint. But the time I read that, I just said... <laughs> I, didn't even... no, I did not even mean oh, to God. say that, dude. I've... Sam says racist things. Uh, that's not even... How is that a... Re... George right, Flint. His This dude's name is George Flint.
1: Rise with Floyd.
0: <laughs>
1: oh What's that
3: story called, Sam?
0: Just, just delicious. Because,
3: just delicious.
0: Let's go. Uh, all right. What was that? Alright, I'm gonna start. Should've...
2: Wait, start at the 630.
0: Yo, I just found the hog. Leave me alone, Albert. I at the 17 minute mark.
1: Leave
3: me alone, Albert. Dude, Leave what? Me alone.
1: Leave me alone, Albert. I
3: can't find that story. Why?
0: That's
1: the sh- same original.
0: George Flint loved to eat. Each day at noon, he closed his camera shop for two hours and went home for a big lunch with his wife, Mina. George was bullied and Mina was a timid woman who did everything he asked because she was afraid of him. On his way home for lunch one day, George stopped at a butcher shop and bought a pound of liver. He loved liver. He would have Mina cook it for dinner that night. despite all the his complaints about her she was a very good cook While george ate his lunch mina told him that a rich old woman in town had died her body was in the church next door it was it was an open coffin it was wait what the fuck? it was in an open coffin you anyone, anyone who wanted to see her could as usual, George was not interested in what she had to say. They've got to go back to work, he told her. After he left, Mina began to cook the liver. He added vegetables and spices and simmered them all afternoon. Just the way George liked it. When she thought it was done, she cut off a small piece and tasted it. It was delicious. The best she had ever made. She ate a second piece, then a third. It was so good that she could not stop eating it. It was not only it was only when the liver was all gone that she thought of George. He could be coming home soon. What would he do if he found that she had eaten all the liver? Some men would laugh, but not George. He would be angry and mean, and she did not want to face him again. Uh, But where could she get another piece of liver that late in the day when she remembered the old woman lying? You she did not. When she remembered the old woman, we all know where this is going, folks. When she remembered the old woman lying in the church next door waiting to be buried. (sighs) <sighs> George said he had never had a better dinner. Waiting for the BB. After that, it just like cuts off and then it then it goes to the next paragraph. Uh, George said he had never had a better dinner. Have some lemon, Mina, he said. It's just delicious. I am not hungry, she said. You finish it. That night after... George had fallen asleep. Mina sat in her bed trying to read, but all she could think about was what she had done. Even though she heard the woman's voice, who has who has made liver it called? Who has it? Oh, who has my liver? (laughs) Was it her imagination? Was she dreaming? Now the voice was closer who has my liver now the voice was right next to her who has my liver it asked who has it Mina froze with terror she pointed to George he does she said he has it suddenly the light went on George screamed and screamed then he fucking died and that's it <laughs> the end. that's I very disgusting that, story. that
1: was one of my favorites
0: I don't she's like it. That's very gross. So she's committing. She picked up an old woman's lip. And he thought it was very I delicious. like how
3: Mina was like, um, he has it. I ain't getting no smoke.
0: She didn't like him anyway, so I guess that's fair.
3: Where the fucking ghost rips him open and shit, dude.
0: What?
3: Is there like a video version of this or something? Or is no, this
1: that's just a... how it's in, That's just what it's I wish.
3: Like. Yeah. That that she gets into his The ghost
1: woman rips like rips him open, looking for her liver. Where's my liver? That is ah. a good story. Uh, all right, I give it an eight, a solid eight. Hey guys, how's it going? At the time I'm. this outro it is the day of the recording supposed to go out because i didn't notice that we forgot to do an actual outro so thank you guys so much for listening um we had fun making this myth podcast in particular particular because you know Scary stories. It was nice. It was funny. It was funny. Sam Sam was funny shit posts. Steven was spooky. I was okay. It's all good. It was a good podcast. Very good. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for supporting and whatnot. You know what I mean? Um, please share and rate the podcast five stars if you want. No, I'm just saying. Just, just rate it. I don't, I'm just saying five stars would be it. But thank you so much for listening. Um, we don't have any we don't know what we have planned yet for november as of right or october November. yeah november as of right now but we'll come up with something and hopefully they're just as good um anyways thank you so much for listening uh after this podcast we are gonna have some form of social media out so that's gonna be interesting my face will be on there steven's face will be on there sam's face will be on there it'll be epic it'll be great so thank you so much for listening um yeah i'll uh, catch you later See you later, alligator. Yeah, yeah, I love y'all. Okay, bye.